the the research paper recently that came out that went into this specifically. Who wrote it? Do you remember? I don't remember. Um, Man. Does it start with an S? I don't know who wrote it. Yeah. That's why I asked you. I, 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 I don't remember, but I know. It starts that they, with an S. They, they tested. Uh, it was. Shyster. Uh, yeah, Shyster. I'm <laughs> here two time world champion Earl Kunkel. Earl, I have a question for you today. Yeah. <clears throat> First of all, how are you doing? Um, rock and rolling. Two time uh, co author of the year. Yeah, I got Shin Godzilla here. I'm good. Uh, did you start writing the, the for the third time? I have a an outline <laughs> and a plan of action laid out in front of me. I had two meetings within the last week about I was gonna say, how it's rocking and rolling. I wanted to use this as the means of accountability. Oh well, I think the due date is like six weeks from now. If I looked at it, maybe even a little bit earlier. Um, really? Yeah. I know what the I have the whole plan. I could show you the document, the outline of it, because I know you don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, thankfully, the like person who knows what's going on is here, like within the organization, <laughs> and I deal with them. Um, how, how do you feel about it? How do I feel about it? Yeah, just gotta focus. Yeah, that's the big thing. If I can focus, I can do anything. I'm a freaking savant that way. And that's not like to toot my own horn. I'm just, I'm never great, but I'm always like overly competent at anything I try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's a easy way to put it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's a little egotistical or toot to my own horn, but like that's how I rock and roll. You're ready to be a three-time world champion. I guess. Author of the year. I'd, I'd be happy with $100,000 too. Maybe a gazillion, <laughs> but... Yeah, we didn't talk about the money, by the way. Yeah. We can save that for another conversation. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't yes. forget to do that. Um, also, if you like what you're hearing, go ahead, rate us five stars on the podcast app. You know, That'd be awesome. Yeah, really appreciate that. Um, today we're talking about cardio's relationship. Ugh, I can't say that word. To strength. Cardio relationship to strength. Yeah. Endurance-based training and strength. Yeah. So, like, you hear the word cardio, and I don't know, almost everyone goes to, like, long distance. Like, yeah. you're running. Yeah. Maybe someone's like, oh, I'm swimming. But it's always running. Very <laughs> rarely are people yeah. thinking that way. You're almost immediately thinking, like, marathon runner. And <clears throat> what's funny is cardio manifests in other ways, too, right? Like, think about, like, a weightlifter cardio. Like weightlifter cardio set of five is like, well, you're talking about a set. I think a weightlifter cardio is being able to do the next day and the next day. Yeah, okay. okay. Weightlifter cardio works almost even the duration is way longer than you conceive of. Yeah. And it moves at a glacier pace like a weightlifter. Yeah. Yep. But it's years in the making. Like, I don't know. Think of Haley. Like Haley's literal plan is four years it's probably she's like halfway through it now at this yeah, point yeah um and that's insane to think of like an event from a four-year output of showing up that's day really in and good, day out yeah, that's a really good way to put it though and it makes it a little bit easier to think about that in terms and and, and we're not even saying that's its relationship to strength specifically yeah no but that in regards is is 100 yeah it's a form of it's an I don't know. I don't want to say a delinquent way, but it's a non-typical way to look at cardio yeah. and how it works. All right. So let's talk about cardio then, homie, and its relationship to strength. 
so all the muscles yeah i don't i i mean i think there's a couple there's one there's the the research paper recently that came out that went into this specifically who wrote it do you remember i don't remember um man does it start with an s I don't know who wrote it. Yeah. That's why I asked you. I, I, I don't remember, but I know. It starts that they, with an S. They they tested. Uh, it was. Shyster. Uh, yeah, Shyster. <laughs> it was 12 people in the first round and then 12 people in the second same round. Same people or different people? Same, same. And so they, they tested everybody for, it was like a 10-week time frame doing endurance-based training. So two to three days a week, they'd come in and they'd do this endurance-based training. Every week, they'd add like 2% volume. Uh, and then they did that for 10 weeks and then they came back and they tested their, and in the beginning of all this, they tested all of their, uh, their like max leg strength basically and leg size. Okay. And then they started after that. Were they lifting in conjunction with this or was no, just, just endurance, endurance based okay. training? Yeah. And then after that period of endurance based training, then they started to lift. Now the interesting part here is that when they were doing the cardio, Okay, so during the cardio, they were only using one leg. So they would be on the bike and they would do cycling, but only on one leg. <laughs> so what they were looking for, and they're essentially the reason why this is pretty unique, is that you're basically using your own body as a control. One leg's doing one thing, one leg's not doing the other. Now there's definitely like crossover that happens. Yeah. But we have an idea what level that is at like and so that can be how do they decide which leg they use and don't use i don't know i don't know that i do not remember how they decided that but i know that it's so, in the paper though i bet i'm assuming <laughs> they and what they would do is they would like post up the one leg and part of the argument could also could also be made that while they were posting this up they might have had some isometric actions but let's you know as we go further is that they ended up taking that and saying, okay, so you did 10 weeks of cardio, now six to 10 weeks of strength training, which leg gets bigger gains? And the leg that was doing, that was part of the endurance program had greater size increase and greater strength increase. How about that? So the argument then is the endurance-based training actually improved, led to greater improvements. And so there's some theory as to why, um, but I wanted to bring up I mean, how well trained were these athletes? They're uh, uh, novice. Not, no, they weren't novice. They were intermediate. intermediate. Yeah. So they were like, you know, like, like me. Well, I would not. No. All right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So somebody <laughs> who probably like high school, college level kids. Like, okay. Like I think, I think the mean age was like 22, 23. All right. So like people who had a couple of years of training, but nothing like, not like elite level, like eight to 10 years of training. Got it. Um, I think the interesting part here is and nobody really brought this up immediately what i thought was like dude to me crossfit's been proving this out for yeah. a decade or more like but crossfit i think sort of to go back to my point even though i'm not good at crossfit how i'm good at anything i do yeah but i'm never great at anything isn't that sort of crossfit's like mo yes but there are still people who hit absurd deadlifts that hit absurd, you know, clean snatches. You know, you look at someone like Matt Frazier and what he's, you know, he squatted what 540 or something and he's cleaned 400 plus. And at the same time, he's gone out and had like really good. Yeah, like, he's running like an 18 minute, probably faster 5K. Exactly. So it's like, all right, it, 
it does show like it's possible to gain strength and do this, but there was no real research to show that it actually is like the one helps the cardio helps it, it the might strength be helping it. Yeah. And so ironically, when all this came out, I did want to share this too. When all this came out, we were in deep in the fall of our training with the throwers and you know, all fall, I usually will run one or two experiments. And, and so one of them this fall was twice a week. They had to do, uh, dude, this is what's funny. They just had to do 10 minutes on the assault bike, like nothing crazy, uh-huh. but 10 minutes over 50 RPMs. So if they could hold that in like the first two weeks, it was like death. They were dying, but then Give they me got my inhaler mommy. Yeah. Yeah. Then they got, they got past this and it was like, all right, 55 RPMs is easy for them to hold in the entire time. Their strength gains, dude, this fall were just absolutely insane, you know, like off the charts. So I'm not saying that's the sole reason. It's also hard because, you know, they're all at elite levels. They're also, well, you know, very well trained. Well, at that elite level, could you argue that training sort of the slower twitch muscle fibers actually gave them potential for more strength then too? It could, it could in theory, because they're like more recruitment, possibly. They're like what the twi- the the fast twitch ones and the, the X fibers or whatever are actually very well developed. Yeah, yeah. So if you go ahead and give these other ones that little bit, you know, that's a slight edge you can get at that yes. elite level. Well, that's the other thing I was thinking is like a little bit, just a little bit more of some different type of stimuli is where you could get that big result. So like going back to the study after after I read through the study and I sort of processed everything, it it's sort of sh- so they go into like there's some type of uh capillarization so the amount of capillaries basically on the muscle um can then lead to you know the so mechanism is likely more blood flow comes so more oxygen can get more oxygen, to the muscle more uh more hormones uh so the more hormones that you release also then potentially the better you're able to recruit does that help um, with the nutrients then as well too yes, so like more protein so you recover better and- yeah everything literally like across the board if and that's the big thing with endurance based training is that if you can find where that that sweet spot is and you're not overdoing it but you're not underdoing it you know you're you're in a pretty and it is a pretty big range that you can still then you can lead to better nutrient transport better recovery and that that's the main mechanism behind when people say like oh you know you recover better with endurance based training well this is probably the the capillarization uh, ratio that they're talking about to muscle is the main reason why and then on top of that um you also can hold your heart rate elevated and drop it and get it you know drop it quicker intraset so like if they have a little bit so now their their 3 minute recovery period or 4 minute recovery period is actually more of like a four minute recovery period for their, you know, based off yeah. of their condition. So they're getting into sets faster, mm-hmm. actually training less over a duration, if you will. Yeah. Even though it's the same reps and volume. Right. So in that way too, the intensity is technically up, yeah. I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, it's like an interesting, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. One, I think the study is freaking awesome. They actually, the, and I wanted to touch on this carryover. The carryover was as high as 27% for some people, uh, 27% endurance base uh, carrying over. Um, Did they do any biopsies on? Yeah, mo- size size increase across the board. Now, the other thing is, and we've talked about this a little bit with Judy Anderson, where, where she'd mentioned like, 
a lot of cyclists because the quads get detrained. Actually, we talked about her in the leg press. Uh, yeah, podcast. we did. Because the quads detrained so quickly, it also did show that like um, doing the cycling sort of prepared the quadriceps for growth. Also, okay, because it was constantly being stimulated. So it's almost a d- dynamic warm up in the same breath like sort of yeah i guess i don't know if yeah. that's the right word but i would so the, the other thing is they didn't do the cardio so they only did cardio and then they only did resistance training so it was like 10 it, weeks of it was cardio. never both it was never to, together so that's where i think you're going to start to see some really cool studies one i think other researchers are going to go oh man if you could do that with your legs let's do that with your arms let's do this with five other types of things like yeah you know, you're literally here just use the skier yeah you're it's the best type of control you're the 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 body is literally the control and then you're going to start to see like all right if we do cardio uh in the morning and then and strength training in the afternoon what happens you know and you're going to see a lot of contralateral style uh of of research that i think is going to lead to some pretty cool so what i'm hearing from you right now is everyone needs to figure out how to endurance train every single muscle or sort of movement just from a creative standpoint. So like it's real easy to do endurance with your legs, right? Everyone yeah. walks, people, not everyone, but able-bodied people walk, right? People ride a bike, you know, like stationary bikes. But like, how often do you do like an endurance based movement with a pull or a push? That's where I would say if, if you know, like, at that low, low level. If you would use the throwers for an example, I think go on the assault bike or doing a rower, I do think is a way that you can train everything. Okay. I think the assault bike's probably the easiest. What about like doing something like a like a kid's bar or like a PVC pipe? I almost think that would be too I, I think because when you do so this is the big thing with, with endurance based training is that the spike in the heart rate is much more prolonged like you might see someone who goes out for a you know a 5k and the first minute their heart rate might only be at like 115 you know and then they then you go through that like period of like minute two to like minute four where your body's sort of like catching up and getting into that cadence and then Uh once it catches up then it sort of levels out again the problem with something like even like bodyweight squats will put your heart rate up pretty freaking quickly. Like, yeah, like fast. So even using a kid's bar or 15 K bar, if you're a man, I would be concerned that it would raise, raise it's the heart too rate heavy. too much. Yeah. Too so much. What about a PVC pipe or one of those technique sticks? Oh, at technique garage strength. stick at garagestrength.com would probably be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's just, I was looking at it. Like I also wanted to bring this up is that I think I, I genuinely think there's because of the prolonged heart rate and the capillarization, I believe there's some mechanism between capillarization and mitochondrial volume. So we know that prolonged slow distance training, you know, increases, increases mitochondrial, mito- volume. mitochondrial volume. And I believe there's some type of like when mitochondrial volume is going up, so is capillarization and, it, and it's like a seesaw. It goes back and forth. And I think that in my mind, this is also where the sauna, because that will increase mitochondrial volume. And if you're in it for 30 minutes and you have your heart rate, 
you know, just at like 115 to 120, which is basically what happens after, you know, 20, 15 to 20 minutes being in the sauna, it'll get even higher uh, at some points. I think that's also a way for someone like a, a shot putter, a heavier throw, a heavier athlete, you know, think about a sumo wrestler or, or a, a, even a, you know, even some offensive lineman, you don't want to do too much cardio when you're that big because it could potentially hinder your size. It's rough. Yeah. And it's also really freaking challenging. So the sauna could be, that's a study that I would really want to see. All right. So recap real quick. I heard sauna sleeves. Put this one in the sauna, but not this one. <laughs> <laughs> or put like an ice on the one arm. Yeah, while that'd, be, you're in there. yeah that'd be crazy. Uh, what I heard in totality was if we train endurance, the strength gains will be greater when we start doing strength. Yeah. Because of the more red blood cells, blood can flow more. Yeah. If you will, you have a fancy word for that. Capitalization. Capitalization. Uh, Capitalization. Capitalization no, <laughs> ratio. Yeah. Um, make sure you underline that. So every three underlines. So yeah, everyone yeah. knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Silly grammar joke. Editing <laughs> yeah. From the writer. Right. Yeah. Um, that you believe then the mitochondrial volume relates to that as well. Yeah. And that happens. And then you have anecdotal study evidence with your elite throwers of introducing cardio work through an assault bike and strength numbers increasing. Correct, yeah. So there's like at the very least one it, two. Yeah, at the very I'm not saying that that proves right, enough, but I'm saying like at the very least it didn't hinder it. It did not hinder it at all. And and to be honest like now now I am happy like the throwers are doing a better job getting in the sauna 3 days a week. So it's also like all right, well if they can get in the sauna 3 days a week now, as we get closer to, to competing season, like it might turn out to be pretty beneficial. Yeah. Nice. All right. Audience questions. You ready? Yeah. We got Reddit and Discord. Y'all can click those links, too, and join those. Join our Reddit. Join our Discord server. Yeah. Let's Have do all it. that fun. Um, our Reddit, squat and stuff. Um, expansion on the Mattis cluster set. Ooh, okay. This sounds very cool to me, but I'm curious how do you use this beyond a single session? Should you only do it for one lift a session, only once a week? When w would your 83% become a greater weight? I can't find much online about this method. I don't know what a Mattis cluster is. So. Okay, so it would be you do five doubles at 83%, <clears throat> okay? But you go, you hit a double, rest 30 seconds, you hit a double, rest 30 okay. seconds, hit a double, do it five times. Then you rest about 45 minutes, and then you come back again and you hit singles, and you basically start around 83 85%, depending on how you're feeling. And you go up. And you go up if you feel good. If you're not feeling good, you just hit singles there, and you and you close it out. So you do 10 total sets. Um, five doubles, five singles, so 15 reps. Yeah. So uh, to answer the question, I would only do it with one exercise per session. I would probably only do it – well, I know I would only do it with one exercise per week. I would – I, I do think you could do it with a squat on like a day one and a bench on, on a day four, something like that, um, or a bench on day five, something along those lines with like three to four days between. But I wouldn't do more than two exercises in a week. I would do it for about four to six weeks um, and then do it again 14 to 16 weeks later. So about twice a year max, I would say. Sweet. I hope that answers this question. It's going to have to be good enough. Hopefully he can ask more. Of as long as if other people want to chime in, go join our subreddit yeah, and our Reddit true. and yeah. 
click that on that link. About, yeah, and you can fair. talk to Squad and stuff about the Mattis cluster set. That's fair. Um, Discord, Keith Kennegard, Kennegard, join our Discord server. <laughs> that's more. That's the most. Now that there are WC and football in Qatar, how would you guys prep for the physical test that is, or for similar tournaments for that matter? World Cup, I think, is. WC, yeah, that right? that would be tough because of how hot it is. Um, isn't that whole place like air conditioned at this point? They're it, so wealthy. I would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what when I was there. Okay, so here, here's like the one thing: a lot of the events occur after ten o'clock at night. Like literally, oh. you don't, you don't, you like sleep in until like, like until it's dark. Yeah. Well, you'll sleep. You wake up at like eleven in the morning, and and it's also. They're on the European time zone, but they're further east. So it's a little weird, too, with that. But the other thing is it's so hot that you do all your activities at night. Like, we would go to the track at 11 o'clock at night. That's when we would go to train. Okay. So my assumption, I haven't checked on this. My assumption is they're probably doing that with games, and they're probably delaying the games till 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Uh, because that's how they do their normal, you know, yeah. their normal stuff. And they're probably having like blackout curtains and everything. Yeah. Like, yes, they there's do. things being done. That, so prepared. the body adapts. Now, I would also recommend using salts. Um, I also recommend, I think, to prepare for something like that, you should be heat acclimated. And you can do that in the sauna once or twice a week uh, or once or twice a day uh, for 30 minutes, anywhere around 170 degrees Fahrenheit to 180 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I think that's probably honestly the best way to do it and just recognize based off of the time zone uh, or based off of when they delay. Uh, and the, the stadiums are air conditioned. There is one stadium, though, I think that there there were protests over that it, it was not. And oh, wow. It, and there was issues. Give me that. my AC. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think the the other thing was the food was pretty good. Like the food wasn't bad. Um, right it to wasn't the, food. the best, but it was like. Decent. I bet it was tasty. Yeah, it was good right. enough. Yeah, cardio for strength. Cardio for strength. I, and, and and even in this case, I think that's the best way to to be heat acclimated. Is, yeah, and know. if you really want to try it the opposite way, you can go pick up a single leg roller at GarageStrength.com. Actually, you probably have to pre-order now. I think yeah, they're like pre-order. Um, but in the meantime, head over so to PeakStrength.com. Yeah, do that too. App, pick that up. You can use that on on a regular basis. We do have strength training with endurance based uh, programming in there. So if you are training for distance running, uh, if you want to improve that endurance, you can do specific strength work just to help your endurance based training. Until next time, guys. Peace. Later.